You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 474. You know, if you're getting started and you don't know what to do, only thing you got to do is look at the breadcrumbs and the trails that's left from other people. You know, don't be afraid to get out there and make the mistake. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. I am your host, Lauren Hardy. And if today is your first time ever listening to this podcast, I want to welcome you. Today, we have an awesome episode with another fellow virtual investor. He's based out of Arizona. His name is Marcus Maloney. Marcus, welcome. Hey, Lauren. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Wholesale Inc. family for having me. Well, I'm happy to have you. I just got to know you a little bit today because I was on your podcast. What is your podcast's name? We Love Equity Real Estate Show. We Love Equity Real Estate Show. So I, I, it was fun. I enjoyed being on it. And I said, you know what? Wait a second. Why are you not on mine? Being that you're another virtual investor. So that's right. And what did I say? I said, hey, Lauren, come on, let's do it. Let's just go ahead and rock and roll. I know that's how we are. We're just, we just go with it. We roll, we're off the cuff and that's what we're doing today. So super stoked to have you. So, okay. Tell me a little bit about yourself. First of all, where do you live? I live in Phoenix, Arizona. So, well, not really Phoenix, but I'm in the Southeast Valley. So I'm in Queen Creek area of Arizona. So I'm about 40 minutes Southeast of Phoenix and I wholesale here in Phoenix. But my main business now has transitioned virtually to the Chicago market. So we're in Chicago wholesaling quite a bit. And I have rental properties there. And we're looking at expanding and doing some more things in that Chicago market and also in other markets in the Midwest, Indianapolis, St. Louis, Milwaukee. Awesome. Awesome. I can't say I know anyone who wholesales in Chicago. So I am excited to meet you. I always get excited when I meet someone who's doing deals in areas that I've just never met anyone doing deals there for before. So that's really cool. Tell me a little bit about the Chicago market. So the Chicago market is very progressive. It's a little bit different. Well, it's a lot different from the Phoenix market in the sense that it was behind as far as the downturn. So, you know, with Phoenix, got hit really, really hard, really, really quick. You know, Phoenix, California, Florida, Las Vegas got hit really quick, really hard. Well, with Chicago, that area got hit, but it was like a long progression. It wasn't all of a sudden. It was slow. So you could still pick up houses for... $50,000, $40,000, some even $30,000, where on a next block, a fix and flipper was doing it and selling it for $200,000. So we really saw the spread difference there. And it was like, sure, let's do it. And actually, I got into it on accident. Wow. Okay. How did you get into it? 
Well, I was doing deals here in Phoenix. And like I always do, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and things like that. And I was just posting some of the things that I was doing. And my wife's best friend reached out to me. And she was like, hey, you know what? My mom passed away like three or four years ago. And I have this property and I need to sell it now. So I was kind of in this situation where like, yeah, I could do it and make some money. But what if this thing goes south? You know, and now my wife's best friend is really upset with me. And then that means my wife is upset with me. And then it spoils the relationship, you know. But I was just really transparent. I told her, I said, hey, we work with investors. I can get this deal done for you. And I just found out what she wanted. And at the time, I was JVing with the realtor in Chicago. And I said, hey, look, this is what I have. This property and the seller is very, very close to me. I want to get it done. You know, so I need everything to go smoothly. And we ended up doing it. We got the property under contract for 100000 and we turned around and sold it for one twenty-five. Awesome. Yep. So she was happy. We were happy. Everybody was happy. <laughs> well, that's great. And I, I mean, I always say, I tell all of like my students, find a partner that you can joint venture with, not just when you're going virtual. I mean, of course, I say this when you're going virtual, always at first JV with someone, but even when you're just getting started, JVing is a really good way to like when you're getting started, just feeling more confident that you have this partner you're working, you know, with. And so that way, you know, like they have the answers, they've got the buyers. You don't have to stress so much when you're trying to sell the property and make some money. So that's cool that that was what you were doing. Um, How did you find that partner? You know, it was funny. I was doing some other things in Chicago and I knew I kind of wanted to shift there because things in Phoenix were really starting to ramp up and get the prices were starting to get crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was putting some ads out on Facebook and on Craigslist. You know, that's how you tell how long ago this was. And he reached out to me and he was like, hey, you know what? Got any deals? Let me know and um, I can help you move them. And I said, perfect. You know, he sent me over the JV agreement and it's been history. You know, we were doing deals. I'm not JVing with him anymore, but we did. I would probably say about a dozen deals, if not more together, you know, and I'm a strong advocate, just like you, Lauren, to JV and partner. That's actually how I got started. When I first moved from Chicago to Phoenix, I didn't know the landscape. I didn't know what was the good area, what was the bad area or anything like that. But I knew I wanted to get back into real estate and did some direct mail, sent it out, was trying it. And I got a call from a seller and got the property under contract at the ARV. This is how you know I didn't know what I was doing. You know, got the property under contract at the ARV and I sent it out. I had a few buyers. I think I had like eight and I sent it out. Everybody was like, dude, you don't know what you're doing. You know, this is wrong, blah, 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 blah. And I was starting to feel real down about myself. And then one guy just, he hit me up and he was like, hey, man, I see you're out there trying. You know, there's a lot of people that talk about doing it, but you're out there doing it. You're not afraid to make the mistakes. Come on into my office. Let's sit down and let's talk. Started talking with him and I became his acquisitions manager. I'm not sure if you guys 
know of Justin Colby and Justin Colby, I was acquisition manager for him and Gabe Ostrowski and we were doing deals and I felt really, really comfortable on the phone. You know, I could talk, I was closing deals over the phone. I was like, man, this is great. You know, but I told them going in, I said, Hey, you know, I always been a solopreneur, an entrepreneur. I can help you guys out. I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to do whatever you guys want me to do, but eventually I'm going to go out on my own. So we got to that part where I went out on my own and the rest has been history. Actually, Gabe now is partnering with me on deals in Chicago. So my once mentor is now a partner. So guys, JVN definitely works. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you you have to partner with people who know what they're doing. When you try to learn it and be a hero and do it all your own, I mean, you are just going to either A, like look like a fool, yep. screw up, lose money. You know, there's so many ways that it could go wrong. So I, I love that you did that. And I mean, yeah, that's, I think that that's cool that you, you know, worked as an acquisition manager from like high volume people like that. I mean, what better experience, you know, if you don't have any experience in this business, but you have that opportunity, why not? You know? So yeah, that's really cool. So yeah. And so you went from Phoenix, which there's a ton of Phoenix investors. I mean, we know that Phoenix is just full of our industry. So you chose Chicago. It sounds like you were from Chicago. Yep. Now, what are you doing now in Chicago? So you're are you're wholesaling a little bit. Are you doing some buy and hold? Yep. We have a portfolio that we're building. We have about six doors now. No, seven doors now. And we're actually aggressively buying more. I was just out there this past weekend, walked a couple of property, talked to a couple of sellers and things like that to see if we can get some properties under contract. So We're still very active in Chicago. What I want to tell people is that, you know, if you're getting started and you don't know what to do, only thing you got to do is look at the breadcrumbs and the trails that's left from other people. You know, don't be afraid to get out there and make the mistake. You know, I got to the point where pride became too expensive. You know, I I had to let my guard down and say, you know what, whatever I got to do to learn this business let me get out here and do it. And that's exactly what I did. I love that you are not only like wholesaling virtually, but you are building a rental portfolio virtually. And I tell people like virtual works with any disposition strategy. So yep. I built homes virtually. I flipped homes virtually. I you know did the wholesaling and I've held rentals virtually. So But let's talk more about rentals because we don't talk about that as much. Like wholesaling virtually is like the thing that most people think, you know, off the top of their Mm -hmm. head. But like holding a rental portfolio virtually is absolutely doable. What are reasons why somebody would go virtual holding a rental versus in their own backyard? Well, what happened was the, the price points here in Phoenix just became too expensive. The numbers just wasn't making sense. Anytime you purchase a property for $300,000 and your rent is, you know, $1,500, It just wasn't making sense where I can go to Chicago to a market that I knew and I could buy a property for $30,000, put maybe another 20 to 30 into it, but then rent it for $1,500. So I was looking at You know, yeah, I was looking at the money that could be made and I was like, well, why buy in Phoenix when I can buy in Chicago less exposure, but more money? So that's what we started doing. Yeah. 
100%. I mean, that's like a 2% rent-to-price rule. That's- yep, yep. This quick story. I was watching this property. It was a duplex, and the guy had it for sale on the market for like $65,000. And I was just kind of watching it. Really wasn't thinking about pulling the trigger. I was just like, well, let me just see what happens with this property. Well, it came off the market, didn't sell. So I said, you know what? I'm going to grab my yellow pad of paper. And I just sent him a quick message because I looked up the property up on the assessor's office, got the address, sent him a message. I said, hey, you know what? I noticed that your duplex didn't sell on an MLS. Are you guys... Did you pull it off or are you still interested in selling? You know, give me a call immediately. You know, probably three days after I sent the letter, I got a call. He was like, hey, you know what? I am interested in selling it. You know, what would you be willing to offer? And I was like, you know what? I think 50,000 bucks, you know, is is a decent offer for the property. He was like, sure, let's do it. So got the property for 50. I put another 20 into it. The first floor is renting for $750, and the, the second floor is renting for $625, $675. So it worked out. So, and I started when I was doing the uh, virtual building the portfolio, I was doing it all by myself. I was like, no management or anything at first, you know, because we would go in and we would rehab the properties and you know, we would make sure all of the mechanicals was sound, everything was sound. So it wasn't like we had to worry about any damage or anything like that. Well, lo and behold, I had one property and I got a call in the middle of the night and it was about four o'clock in the morning. And I was like, wow, this is my tenant. Definitely not good news. <laughs> you know? So he gave me a call and he was like, man, the garage is on fire, oh. you know? Yeah, it was a detached garage. So he was like, the garage is on fire. You know what I called the I called the fire department and everything like that. What do you want me to do? I said, Well, you called the fire department. There's nothing I can do now. It's four o'clock in the morning. I'll give you a call in the morning. You know, I gave them a call in the morning. They put the fire out and I just called my insurance company and they cut me a check and I had my contractors to go over there and redo the garage. You know, it was really nothing else that I could do. You know, and then from there, I was like, you know what? I need to really start putting a property management team in place. And that's when I started putting a property management team in place because we started buying more properties in. I couldn't fly from Phoenix, you know, to Chicago just to to watch some properties. Absolutely. And and (laughs) yeah, I mean, when you go virtual, like it is so tempting to like nickel and dime everything and like squeeze like the, for as much juice as possible by trying to do it all. But like in the end, you are probably going to waste money doing it that way in in mistakes. So maybe you thought you made a little bit more money here. You're going to probably screw something up on the other end, you know, or have something bad happen. So it is important. Like when you're virtual, like you got to get help. You've got to get your boots on ground. You have to set yourself up as if you are there. You know, you've got to have eyes in the sky. If it's not you, it needs to be somebody else that's there that you can call up. And say, hey, you know, that that first of all, if it's a property manager, like the tenant should be calling the property manager for the right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Better things to be doing. Still like really cool. Like, you know, you were living in Phoenix. It wasn't making sense to buy rentals there. You didn't let that stop you. You went back to your, it sounds like your hometown yep. Yep. in, in Chicago and made it happen there. And yeah. that's, that's great. 
Yeah, and that's what I tell people is there's opportunities out there. You know, if it's not in your own backyard, maybe you need to go two hours away or, you know, maybe four hours away. You can still find deals. You can't let roadblocks stop you from doing what you what you're trying to do. You know, and that's that's definitely what I tell people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of times people go virtual out of necessity and it's, you know, I mean, maybe like we're lucky that kind of like it was a necessity thing that took us there. But then look like, I mean, you figured out like there's these returns that are bananas compared to where you're living. Now you're like not even looking back. You're Yeah, I I don't even look at rental property here in Phoenix, you know, because I'm like, well, what I can pay for rental property here, I can buy two units or four units there and make more money there. Naturally, you don't get the the appreciation that you would get here in Phoenix, but you know, we don't invest for appreciation. We invest for the long term. So it's like, hey, why not? Yeah, yeah, for the consistent cash flow. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what it's all about. And that's the wealth building that I tell people, you know, yeah, you may have to get started with wholesaling because you don't have any money to get started, but once you start closing those deals, you have to be prudent with your money and you have to put some aside and say, okay, this is for taxes. This is for my long-term wealth strategy, you know, because you can't always wholesale for the rest of your life. Well, some people can, but for the wealth building component, you definitely need to start owning some. Absolutely. And I mean, yeah, that's one of the benefits of getting into This business, wholesaling is a way that you can get in when you don't have money up front. It's like anybody can do it, right? You don't have to have a rich, you know, upbringing or rich parents that helped you get into it. I mean, wholesaling, I started with no money. I started with a credit card. You know, it was a way for me to get into this business, get into real estate investing with no money. But now I know how to find discounted off-market deals And now it's the other end of it is building that wealth through owning property. That's the end goal, really, at the end of it is owning, owning these deals, getting that consistent cash flow, and you're doing it. I mean, you're you're the real deal. So I think that's amazing. And I definitely want to, you know, hear more about it when you start going into other territories. And the funny thing about it, Lauren, you said you got started with no money. I mean, the reason why I ended up in Phoenix is. My wife, she had a job and I had a job lined up. But once I moved my family and everyone out here, my job got pulled away from me. So I was here with absolutely nothing. I had, if anybody know what a first premier credit card is, that's like a predatory lending credit card. And I had a $200 limit. And my accounting practices was, okay, I get worth of overdraft fees. So I added that into my accounting. Like, okay, I don't have zero. I have $85 worth of overdraft fees that I can use on this credit card. And I just started with the direct mail, sending out those mail pieces. You know, I would send out 50 a week, 50 a week, 50 a week. And then, you know, one just popped and the rest was history. So guys, if you're out there, you don't have any money, don't let that stop you. There's money out there. You can definitely find a way. If you don't have the money, you just have to use your effort. You know, you got to use what you have. Yeah, you got to use your effort then. And there's plenty of ways that people 
without money, even if you don't have money to market, can make this business work. It's I call it beating the bushes a little bit, but you absolutely can do it. It just takes a little bit more effort. So no, that's, that's really cool. So let's shift gears now. So you now have a podcast. How can people get a hold of you? Sure. I mean, the podcast is We Love Equity Real Estate Show. You can find me there. All of my social media handles are at MRCS Maloney. I have a YouTube channel where nothing but free content, everything from just starting, you know, as a wholesaler all the way up to doing multiple deals. You can find that information there. And my website, which is Marcus E as in equity Maloney.com. So you can definitely find me just MRCS Maloney. And I am a contributor on Bigger Pockets. Was just actually just on their podcast, show number 386. You can find me. Just Google my name. I'm out there. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on today. I'm excited. I'm glad we got to meet. And I look forward to, you know, hearing a little bit more about your journey. If you end up in other markets, keep us all posted. I will. I will. And thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you, Wholesaling Inc. family. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you guys. And always imparting, just remember to enjoy the journey. Love it. Love it. All right. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Bye. All right, guys, that's all I have for today. If you guys like what you hear, please subscribe to this channel. And if you guys want to learn more about my coaching program on virtual investing, I want you guys to go to www.wholesalinginc.com slash virtual and apply there. All right, guys, take care. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.